Appamata and its programs are supported by your generosity and your generosity and support makes such a difference. You can find a link for contributions on the website at appamata.org. Thank you. Thank you, Laurie. Thank you, Laurie, for officiating today to Kim for uh, being the on-site monitor to Anne for timekeeping um, and to the other folks who are in the Zendo whom I'm having a little trouble seeing on this small window. Thank you to Nellie and to um, Nancy for their roles uh, uh, helping with uh, connecting people online today. Uh, thank you, Emily and Becky and Rosemary, Darcy, Bob and Serenity, thank you for joining us online. And I'm, I'm very grateful to be able to connect with you today. I have a, a pretty brief talk uh, and I wanna draw on some things that have been shared with me recently in, in preamble for it. I'll say, I, I, there's a, as, you, as, as people who know me know, whenever I say words that are very true, I often tear up. So uh, I hope you will bear with me in that regard today, because I'm going to say some some true things and, and some very beautiful things that were shared with others. Um, so just take a minute, if you would, <clears throat> and uh, <clears throat> situate yourself where you are. Feel your body. Feel the incredible, miraculous fact that you are breathing and sent and and sensing this world. It took an entire universe to create this manifestation of itself that is your body and that is your mind. And that is, you know, I, I was talking with another member of the Sangha today and trying to, we were, we were trying to talk about what it is that is the Buddha Dharma. And it, to me, that's an expression of the Buddha Dharma. It is this unfolding of the universe through all of us all the time and, and everything else. Even, even though we know that there are people dying of hunger, there are people dying through acts of war. We had the horror of a mass shooting in Texas yesterday. People killed in a shopping mall because as Americans, we are trained to believe that guns help solve problems and are a good way to show people that we mean business. Even with that horror before us, we have this miraculous connection with all of life. So breathe deeply in the midst of everything all the things we do want, all the things we don't want. The Buddha said that we exist that way all the time, that we are in our thoughts. We want to continue living and we want to stop living in each moment. And because there are things that we want to continue and things that we don't want to continue, things we value and things we want to push away. And that is simply a fact of our life. So, in the midst of all of that, I want to share with you a very beautiful thing that was written by Ahsoka. You may know him as Richie Cuthbertson, who lives on an, on an island off the coast of Scotland. 
and has been a participant with Appamata for many years. He practices with a Theravadan group <coughs> uh, in Scotland and um, is connected there. And he sent a restatement, uh, which I believe he created. I don't know for sure. I haven't asked him about this, but it is um, a restatement of the Brahma Viharas. And I invite you to just, if you, if you're like me, you may have been struggling with kind of small mind meditation, pushing things away, uh, worrying about this and that and other things in the future or the past, and, and having a sense that you just wanted to get past all of that kind of struggle. And um, what Richie offers is what I think of as a big mind meditation, where those concerns can go away and you can uh, contact the bigger mind, contact the bigger presence that we all live in and, and, and that we find it so easy to forget. So if you would, just close your eyes and I'm gonna guide you in this meditation. It'll probably take about 15 minutes to go through all of it. And uh, I may tear up during part of it. I apologize for that in advance. But please relax and breathe deeply and say to yourself, I will abide pervading one quarter of the field of experience with feelings of goodwill and loving kindness. Then the second quarter of my experience, the third and the fourth, I will abide pervading all of my experience with feelings of goodwill and loving kindness above below around pervading the entire field with beauty and loving kindness including myself and all other beings i will abide in this dwelling a kindness that is abundant exalted immeasurable a blessing that is without any trace of resistance to what is beyond control. I will, uh, I will abide pervading one quarter of the field of experience with feelings of empathy and sympathetic joy. Then the second quarter the third quarter of my experience and the fourth. Above, below, around, pervading the entire field with beauty and experiencing feeling of sympathetic joy and empathy, including myself and all other beings. I will abide in this dwelling, a kindness that is abundant, exalted, immeasurable, a sympathetic joy that is immeasurable and exalted, a blessing that is without any trace of resistance to what is beyond control. I will abide pervading one quarter of the field of my experience with feelings of compassion. Then the second, third, and fourth quarters 
pervading all my experience with feelings of compassion. Above, below, around, beyond, pervading the, the entire field with beauty and compassion. I will abide in this dwelling. A compassion that is abundant, exalted, immeasurable. The gift of the universe to me and to all. A blessing that is without any trace of resistance to what is beyond control. I will, ab I will abide pervading one quarter of the field of my experience with feelings of equanimity or patience or forbearance. Then the second, the third, and the fourth quarters all will be pervaded with feelings of patience, forbearance, and equanimity. Above, below, around, beyond pervading the entire field with a bigger, more patient, more equanimous view, including myself and all other beings. I will abide in this dwelling, <clears throat> a patience and kindness that is abundant, exalted, immeasurable, a blessing that is without any trace of resistance to what is beyond control. So I ask you to please let these beautiful words be with you for, for just a few minutes, and then I will ask that we break into small groups for some discussion. And um, I'll ring a bell at the end of the period for sitting here. Thank you. So I, Nancy, as monitor, can you um, um, break us online folks up into groups of four? And um, let's spend about 15 minutes together. The topic I would suggest would be, how can we, in this life, in our in all the complications and, and difficulties that we face and in the enormously complex and difficult context of the of the world we live in how how can we turn to the brahma viharas and how how can they support us so how can we turn toward the brahma viharas and how can they support us Thank you. How long uh, could you lay for the breakout room, Joe? Say again, Nancy. 
Oh, how long would you like us to? Oh, uh, 15 yeah. minutes. Becky okay. has a question before we go. Yes. Um, I'm not real good at the names of things that are concepts. Can you ref just, just slightly say what the Ramahav or whatever word is? Loving kindness, sympathetic joy, compassion, equanimity. That's, that's some of the synonyms used for that. Genev? Yes, I'm just wondering if it's free discussion for the whole 15 minutes? Yes, I would say free discussion for the whole 15 minutes. Thank you. Just work it out in your group. Well, thank you uh, for participating in this um, exploration. I had a wonderful chance to talk with uh, the, my uh, group, which included uh, Kathy and Becky and Rosemary. And uh, I, I said, oh, I got to join the cool group, but I, I think everybody was in a cool group today. So. Uh, that's good. I wanted to repeat something that Becky said. I asked her if she would do it, and she said she she didn't feel comfortable trying to recreate what her words were because it was just something coming to her. But I was taking notes while she said something, so um, I'm going to do my best to repeat it. But she said, you know, in qu the question was, what can we do? Here we have beautiful lyrical language that can help us connect with these divine abodes, these dwellings, these places that we can abide and, and know these qualities of loving kindness and sympathetic joy and compassion that are native to us, but that it takes a choice to embrace. You know, there are, there are lots of other things that we don't have to do much choosing. We're just in them. But for the, for the Brahma Viharas, I think that there is an element of choice. And what Becky said was that um, it, it, it seemed important to her to, to remember that there are times when our heart just closes down out of self-protection, you know, and that and it's those moments when we have the best chance of remembering the Brahma Viharas, at, at starting with a sense of compassion and, and loving kindness for that part that is being self-protective, but then allowing that to, in, the, in this odd and beautiful language, to pervade one quarter and then the next quarter and the next quarter of our entire field of experience, all around, up and down, all around and beyond. That, the, that, the, that this element of choice when we are about to shut down completely is uh, you know, a very powerful thing that we, that we have, that we have, and, and, and that we have the chance to go back and, and repair when we have shut down out of protection. Uh, and that that is, that that is the, the, the pathway that she was suggesting for connecting with these immeasurably great qualities that can imbue all of our lives uh, with, with, um, 
compassion and joy and patience. You know, anybody, any reaction to that? I, I thought that was a great thing that Becky came up with. Further thoughts, perhaps? Yes, Laurie. I just want us to say, uh, I want to thank you for bringing this forward. I hadn't heard about this incident. And um, I, I, so I was in our group, there was a part that we were talking. Um, Um, so anyway, we were talking about uh, oh yeah, with something something as devastating and horrific as that happens, you know, um, how important it is is to meet in community. I I believe. So it, one is, doesn't hold that by oneself and to be able to process it a little bit. And, and I think that's the way we can hold these things and develop the compassion and so forth. But it's so important. And I'm so glad you brought it up today so that we're able to do that a little bit because it's so easy sometimes. It's a flash on the news and then we're horrified with it and, and we can just put it aside because the next thing comes up we have to do or what have you, but being able to just really feel the, um, I don't know, the shock and the, I can't say the word strong enough, the concern of what is going on in our country and that there are so many people that are, you know, um, obviously shut down and, and very wounded. So anyway, I, I just really appreciate it being able to talk about that rather than just hear about another one and it just, you know, just passes and back into the news, you know. So anyway, thank you so much. Thank you, Jim. Thank you. Thank you. Jeanette? <clears throat> well, I want to... Um, echo what Laurie just said and and my first thought when I asked myself this question was I mean my my first thought was it's my sangha that helps me um, do this more than anything else and when I shut down I need to be reminded that uh, how to remember that I'm loved and connected and can reach back out to others. And so, and this, 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 as it happens, this conversation we had was a really beautiful example of that kind of loving kindness and connection. So I just wanted to thank all of you for being my Sangha and thank you, Joel, for this lovely experience. Yeah. Yeah. Good morning, everyone. Thank you, Joel. That, that was just beautiful. And whoever <laughs> wrote it, what exquisite words. 
um, to practice with. And thank you for sharing it with the precepts group, because now we have a copy that we can take home and share. Um, I mentioned in our smaller group that of all of those different qualities and components to the Brahma Viharas, the one I, I, I struggle with the most is equanimity. And I so appreciate that what was written phrased that in terms of patience, because it does take patience to sit in all that goes on um, in these horrendous ways in our country. Um, I hope we have a further talk on that in light of our, the name of our Sangha, Apamada. Um, in terms of, of gun violence, and I'll just put this out there and, and leave it for those to consider. I read a very, I heard a very short news report yesterday and sat with that. And this is what makes equanimity a challenge for me. We average one mass shooting a day in this country, this year. One a day that involves the taking of multiple lives. One a day. I have hard with equanimity with that fact. And um, I just wonder if perhaps at some point we can address how to hold that as a community, as individuals in this practice, and how in terms of our name, Apamata, we can take that holding out into the world. <clears throat> I've also been reading uh, a book called The Mind of Clover by Robert Aitken Roshi, um, written in the early 80s, I believe. And he was talking about work practice, Samu, and he did a lot of, there's a, there's a good deal of the exegesis of the meaning of the Chinese and Japanese characters and so on. But he talks about the need, he says, without engagement with the world, without work practice that engages us with the world so that we step out and, and, and connect with other people in the world in ways that embody our practice that he says without that zen would just be another cult we would just be talking about philosophy and and enjoying our bliss and that kind of stuff and that is it is uh uh so it is so necessary to do just what you're describing nelda that we have to find ways to come together and and to support our sangha and, and to help our sangha be something that reaches out to the world. I mean, these, we have this problem in our country right now, but in Chan, in the, the, the period of the development of Chan Buddhism, there were wars and revolutions and bandits and, and daily life was most of the time, uh, a great struggle, and so we're not we're not unique in this, and we're not. Um, it may seem like we're powerless, but we're not powerless. That's a, um, something that I'm getting from what Aiken Roshi is describing. 
I'm not seeing any other hands raised. So I'm sorry, Emily, thank you for raising your hand. Joel, I would, oh, I can lower my hand. Um, Joel, I just want to tell you how deeply moved I was by the reading and what you selected. And it was on a level of hearing vow after vow after vow from a very deep heartfelt place. And um, I was in a meeting recently where I read um, a similar statement by someone else and it equally moved me to tears. In fact, I couldn't finish the sentence in the, in the meeting, but uh, anyway, um, so this, this was very moving. It was very truthful. And um, also I appreciated you putting it into pra practical terms. Now, this is the vow, how do you live it? And I appreciate your message of choice. And um, I'm also very grateful for all of the practices that help to live it, to live it on a daily basis. Mm -hmm. And knowing that that's the only reason we're here. <laughs> and what a miracle that is. Mm -hmm. Thank you. Thank you, Emily. You know, uh, we have a few minutes left. I would like it if we could go around the room and everyone just say their names, just so everybody hears everybody else's name. So that, again, that's just a, I hope, I hope that's okay. Laurie, do you, do you approve of that idea? Sure. Okay. Would you start? <laughs> sure. I'm Laurie. And, and I'm sorry, if, if, and say something about your practice at Appamata too. <laughs> 20, words, 20 words or less. <laughs> something about my practice. Um, mm, gosh. Um, I'll just say that um, I think I've been at this for a while and I still have my ups and downs. I still have times when I don't know what to do. Um, and maybe, maybe it's just me, um, but it, it doesn't, <clears throat> I don't want it to sound negative, but it just seems to be the way my rhythm is. Um, there are times when I just get overwhelmed by stuff and it's, seems like too much. And so um, the only thing I know to do is just sit. Thank you, Laurie. Mm -hmm. Kim? Yeah, I'm Kim. And um, actually the last words that Laurie just said are really, I'm trying to think about like, so what do I wanna do next in my practice? And um, it's kind of like nothing, like just sit, you know, as opposed to something, nothing. So. Very good. And the 
the person to your left, whose name I don't know, would you be willing to say your name and? Jean, uh, Jean. can you hear me? Jean. Oh, Jean, okay, I'm sorry, I didn't recognize you. And I think what the practice has done for me and even like just the privilege of belonging to this community has given me an opportunity to bring a kind of compassionate awareness to the many, many times my smaller self, most times, let me say, takes over. Thank you. Milan? Milan, and uh, I would just say appreciation. Mm. I'm now then I guess I could touch on any number of facets of my practice, but I think this kind of sums it up. I'm a ship on waters and sometimes they're really rough and sometimes they're really smooth and sometimes the scenery is just gorgeous and delightful and sometimes it just really stinks and you know what it's all good and thank you for helping me learn that and for helping me come to a place in my life for the first time in 66 years y'all that's a long time i just kind of delight in making mistakes <laughs> it's like oh i'm gonna learn from this oh i'm gonna learn from this i just hope i don't do harm in the process that's my practice <clears throat> i'm ann and um something about my practice at Appamata. i was telling my mom this Yesterday, I so appreciate being part of a group where this is what people want to spend their time considering and discussing. Thank you, Anne. <clears throat> Lynn, I know you are not one who likes being put on the spot, but here you are. Um. I would like to ask Milen, how do you say appreciation in Spanish? Apreciación. 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 Uh, and also not knowing. Uh, that's my practice. Uh, and I'm not doing very well at it, but <laughs> what I'm working toward. Kathy? Thank you, Joel, and the others for what they've said. Um, I think it's just sitting for me and being aware, you know, when I drift off and then drift back and, and just being with others and sitting. And sometimes uh, one particular thing that happened um, when I was sitting with a group and all of a sudden it just hit me and it gave me the ability to have more patience and to listen to someone else and because I could do that and at a very deep level I could say what my question was and it changed our whole relationship. 
Yeah. Thank you, Kathy. Mm -hmm. I'm reminded of Union saying, you should know there's one who is not busy. <laughs> the one who is not busy is the one who is the pathway to that deeper connection, I think. Um, Emily? You say I have a solid 20 year, over 20 years experience in the Christian contemplative tradition. Um, and then two beautiful years with Apamata. And I'm very, very grateful for the community, for the many online opportunities and um, uh, deepening, deepening the, the practice, but especially the time together in silence. Rosemary. Hi, I'm Rosemary. And um, how do I make this short? Um, so number one, appreciation for learning to be in a community. Um, and um, learning about uh, how much more there is to um, be aware of. Um, and um, yeah, and the surprise of it all for me. Uh, learning to be silent. Um, although I know I'm talkative, but at least when we're sitting, I'm silent. And um, uh, learning to be still. Um, these are um, abilities that I really didn't have. Jadav? I'm Genevieve, and um, I would say that the loving kindness, compassion, equanimity, and sympathetic joy that I experience in the Sangha really helps um, me to uh, experience and then manifest those things with other people. Mm -hmm. That together with the sitting is really to extend, um, Melda's boat metaphor is really helping me have a keel so that no matter what's going on, the boat doesn't tip over. <clears throat> and here's, uh, Becky is next. She is at the Western edge of, I think, 10 time zones that we are spanning in the group <laughs> that we have together today. You're muted, Becky. That makes a difference. <laughs> um, I am experiencing the whole thing where it's just amazing. Yes, sitting is like one of the absolute bases and, and having some time where my brain doesn't carry on at me if it's a few seconds or for a longer period. And, and then one of the things I really appreciate about the practice is the opportunity to have relationships within the Sangha where I know that both of us are essentially working from a similar guidelines about what we're doing here, uh, the precepts and other <clears throat> vows we make together. Um, 
And yes, the way what Jeanette was saying in terms of then to have some experience of stuff in that situation where I can bring it to the to my neighbors with whom I am trying to help them feel themselves as a community as well. And, and there's no sense of that amongst all of the people here in an assisted living where each person is here with their own suffering that is, I mean, you can't miss it. <laughs> uh, and, and so uh, first of all, I just was like amazed to be a place where I could have compassion with, you know, I don't have to go in any distance. If I can find it for myself, I don't have to go very far to be able to share that experience. Those sorts of things have been hugely important and I'm very grateful for. Thank you, Becky. Darcy, hello. Hmm. Yeah, um, there just aren't words. <laughs> there never seem to be words for it, but I'm experiencing these days that I will say that uh, Apamata, all of you, um, I couldn't have made it through these last few years without you. Thank you, Darcy. Nancy? Nancy, thank you so much for being monitor today and, and managing the breakout rooms and the practice discussion and everything. So good of you. It's a, you're living in Moscow now, is that? Oh, no, 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 it's just a background. Uh, I'm in um, Mishawaka, Indiana. Um, oh. Yeah, I just moved here in uh, about three weeks. Yeah, oh. it's so, yeah, I'm so glad to be back with Apamata and with everyone today. Yeah, um, so the practice that I'm doing, um, and yeah, one of the teachings that um, I learned from Apamada, from Echo, uh, Laurie, Hume, and um, Pike and Flynn, of course. Yeah, uh, I've been uh, applying for my move. It was not like that smoothly, uh, but like, with all of that. Uh, all of the teachings have me to like stay calm and like go through all that. Mainly, I'm trying to be open to learn more about myself and accept others, and also one of the difficulties in the world. Yeah, and appreciate. Thank you. Thank you, Nancy. And Nelly. I'm Nelly and practice would be like sitting, connecting, sharing, learning, and gratitude. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you all so much for that.